You're listening to Security Speaking, the SSI podcast. Good day, everyone. I'm Rodney Bosch, Senior Editor of Security Sales and Integration Magazine. On the other end of the line with me today, I have Identiv CEO Steve Humphreys. Steve and I are going to spend some time discussing the current state of the marketplace, the challenges, and some opportunities. Steve, welcome, and thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me here, Rodney. Excellent. Before we jump into our conversation, I just wanted to set the table with some background on Identiv. Corporate headquarters are in California. The company has a global presence. Identiv's various systems and software address markets for physical and logical access control, plus a wide range of RFID enabled applications. Steve, in the past few years, your company has brought a number of familiar security brands under its umbrella by way of acquisitions. Can you give us a quick rundown of your security businesses and their particular specialty? Yeah, I'd be glad to, Rodney. Uh, um, we, we believe we're actually the only uh, company where an integrator can get the full range of solutions, access control, video, analytics, cards, readers, mobile credentials from, from one vendor. Um, so under the access control area, we've got our, um, our Hirsch Velocity products. Uh, we've got our Freedom products. Uh, as well as our Liberty products for small and medium business under video and analytics, our 3VR platform. Uh, on the access readers, you know, the readers at the door, we've got our TS readers, Touch Secure. Uh, for identity cards, we've got our Touch Secure cards, uh, our mobile ID credentials, and then all of our systems are available either on-prem or cloud. Um, and as we have mobile credentials, we also have mobile administrative uh, portals there. So um, for, you know, for one company that can provide pretty much everything that any uh, physical security infrastructure is going to need, um, that's really been our strength. And as we, you mentioned, we did some acquisitions. Uh, that's what uh, we were targeting is filling in all the spaces so we have uh, the complete solution. And you, are you, have you reached that point, or do you foresee any more acquisitions to help uh, help with that mission? In terms of technology, we've got all the pieces. I mean, as I just we just went through there, in, in pretty much any facility, you know, you're going to need access control, you're going to need a reader at the door, you're going to need cards, you're going to need, need uh, video surveillance. Um, and uh, and we've got all of those, and that's that's the package that you know any integrator, uh, they, their customers are going to be asking them for all those pieces in some form, uh, and uh, and we now have all those pieces. Now you're always looking for additional um, you know capabilities you can add to it uh, on the analytics side, or on the biometric side, or on the data management side, certainly. Um, but uh, but the core platform is all there and in place in the full range of products. Okay. We could probably spend an hour just talking about how you make all that work under one umbrella, but I digress. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into our conversation. Um, sure. With so much disruption wrought by the coronavirus pandemic, Steve, let, let's just start there. This is a big one to chew on, but what has become your main focus as you attempt to navigate these brands through these unprecedented headwinds? Well, there's a couple of aspects. 
um, you know, first and foremost is making sure that our, you know, our partners are supported uh, and everybody has different needs and, and, and different environments. And, and some, uh, you know, their businesses continued uh, fairly well. Um, uh, a, a good chunk of our business is with the federal government. And uh, even though offices have closed, they've actually kept a lot of activities and a lot of projects going forward. Um, areas like uh, schools, retail, hotels, obviously, uh, they've uh, really slowed down much more dramatically. And so we try to support our, uh, our partners in each of those areas. Um, and, and we found that some uh, products are easier to keep, you know, installing and deploying in uh, in a access controlled, you know, you can't get on the premises necessarily. Um, but readers, for example, you can continue to deploy. They typically go on the outside of the wall, and 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 people are open to upgrades there. Whereas it's a little harder to get, you know, inside the facility do panel work. Um, on the other hand, some customers are are open to, you know, since their premises is empty, it's a good time to go ahead and, and, and upgrade. The other thing we're finding is with everybody economically strapped, um, you know, making a commitment to a system is challenging. And so we make all of our solutions available on a SaaS basis. Um, and, uh, and we found that's very attractive right now that someone who just can't shell out, you know, many thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars, if you tell them it's a few hundred dollars a month, um, they, that really fits into their economic model much better right now. So uh, that, that really helps with uh, the customers and, and dealers being able to, uh, to apply that. And then the last thing is, um, you know, you never want to benefit from, uh, from uh, difficult circumstances, but we can serve our customers and serve the market uh, reasonably well. So there's, with the capabilities we have, because we have um, such good data analytics as well as video, um, we've launched a few products right now to, to serve it. The first thing we launched was our Velocity Contact tracking app, which simply uses your access control system and keeps track of people as they're going in and out of which doors and at what times. And if someone does um, come down ill, then you can immediately send uh, anonymized notifications to the, to the people who you know went through that door in similar times and were probably working close to that person at the time that that, that they were ill. So you can do it you know without adding anything to infrastructure, without putting in a whole bunch of you know spooky apps and things on people's phones. You can automatically give the people in your facility um, some uh, some uh, additional. Uh, confidence and trust. And we actually put that up a couple of weeks after the lockdown started, and we put it up as a free download app because we just want anybody who has our first velocity system for freedom to be able to use that data and uh, give their employees uh, a little bit more trust. Um, another one we came out with was occupancy tracking using our video system our 3BR system, that uh, instead of having somebody, you know, standing in front of the grocery store saying, you know, you can go in, you can't, which creates a lot of conflict, um, it, uh, it uses people counters uh, and shows a, you know, red, yellow, green light and says there, there's 22 people in the store, 25 are allowed, you know, come on in, but it's getting close. And then it says red light if we have as many as we can, and then when someone leaves, you can go in. Um, and we priced it at 120 bucks per door per month. So even a grocery store, you know, can afford um, something like that. You know, very low price, very easy. And we brought it out, you know, in a couple of weeks because it's using something that, that fundamentally we already use. Um, and I could go into a couple other examples like that. But uh, as you can see, there's some things we've tried to do to adapt and support people, and then things to to really um, 
uh, serve the environment that we're all facing. Uh, and the cool thing is, with access control and video and the data underneath it, you can do a lot of things very fast uh, and, and provide value to your customers, and dealers can provide you know, more value, more revenue streams. You know, taking these taking these products and solutions, are you are you in, in fact finding new use cases for them, or are you is it or is it more of just sort of communicating in a new way to explain how to meet this moment with some of these software applications? Was there a lot of tweaking, you know, with code? I, I'm just curious. Were these sort of ready, were these products ready made to hit the market in this moment, or was there? some finagling, you know, software-wise to, to make these things happen the way you just described. Yeah, there was some some uh, some some development in order to do it, but but relatively little. Uh, you know, it's not we, we didn't have them you know sitting ready to go. But as soon as yeah. we saw uh, the need, um, you know, a little bit of quick uh, quick code turn, and uh, and you could turn it into a solution, so people didn't have to sort of figure it out and write a custom report and all that stuff. We just like look here it is, and and then a product of course isn't just the technology. The, the pricing is important too. You know, telling someone you can help them with occupancy tracking, but it's going to cost them. You know, ten thousand dollars, right? When they don't have you know customers and, and money, uh, that doesn't really help. So pricing it on a you know an, a, a nice low subscription basis um, per door that scales with the size of the uh, facility, um, we thought would help out as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The pandemic has created a corporate imperative to reimagine risk and security, as well as strengthen collaboration across the business. Can you describe some of the upheaval that you're seeing in the marketplace? I mean, a pre-COVID security solution is not necessarily going to be the same as a post-COVID solution. You know, what are the main pain points in figuring all of that out? Well, you, 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 you said, yeah, as you say, the solution is somewhat different because we've always thought about security, you know, first and foremost, and now it's security, health, and safety. Um, and that's what everybody wants from any of their systems. The cool thing is, you know, access control systems, especially access with video, intelligent readers, and credentials, is a perfect platform for security, health, and safety um, because, uh, you know, you can, you can correlate the metadata of people's behaviors and activities. Um, if you want to add in temperature testing, for example, it's very easy to have them tap their, uh, tap their access card, take their temperature, and now you've got that metadata associated with that person instead of just some kiosk or some person sitting in front, you know, taking temperatures and, and the database goes nowhere. So there are ways that you can use, uh, especially in access control and video management, you know, integrated system um, that, uh, that, that, that really creates an environment for security, health, and safety, which I think we all have to now be attuned that that's what we're delivering. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the opportunities that, you, that you're seeing right now. As you work to market solutions in, in this moment, are, are across verticals, large and small, can you, can you just touch on some areas where a systems integrator can expect where they might find some, some opportunity right now? You had mentioned, you know, that some of these buildings are closed, so you can, you can actually get in there and... 
Yeah, and we're we're so a, a few areas that we're seeing. First off, is anywhere in the federal government, uh, the, the federal government um, is is really staying very active, and they they feel an ownership, of course, for health and safety as well as security uh, for everybody in their their employees as well as the public when they visit. And so they've got a lot of um, programs going on, and they're very open to um, proposals. I um, you know another another area is, as I mentioned is um, some of the businesses that are particularly uh, you know affected by needing to make people you know confident that it's going to be a safe environment so even though retailers are are being squeezed financially you know those that are open really want to provide confidence to their uh, their visitors and so they're an opportunity uh, to, to go whether it's occupancy tracking or some of the more basic uh, basic capabilities so I think there's a, there's a few of those um, access cards is another area that you know that that is as long as people are active you know that's still going and and still um, very interesting touchless is something that everybody is interested in so we have a, a mobileist reader that as uh, a door reader that you don't have to take your card out and touch if your phone's in your pocket and you've got a mobile credential you can wave your hand in front of it um, and if you're an integrator you know proposing that to say look let's let's make these things touchless is uh, uh, for your access control people are very open to that so if if people hear that you're addressing the health and safety topics for them as well as being sensitive to their you know economic fragility uh, then, uh, then, then there seem to be a number of areas out there. As long as you're thoughtful about which one you're focusing on. Yeah, you mentioned retail. Let's talk a little bit about that and mm-hmm. budget expenditures. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what are you seeing generally? I mean, these facilities are going to shrink. Somebody, you know, might have had. 200 doors to protect and you know in about three months maybe they'll have 75 doors to protect what but mm-hmm. there's still opportunity to sell into that market niche yes yeah absolutely um so uh it, it's interesting we're, we're seeing um it kind of three categories in the retailer space. There's a number of them that really are doing just we were saying, even while things are partly closed, they're taking the opportunity to upgrade their systems, deploy their systems. One of the big clothing uh, chains uh, is is a big customer of ours, and uh, and they're being very proactive with it. Um, the other one is, as you say, some of them are downsizing, but that therefore means that they need their retail um, uh, facility to be you know, first off, address the health and, and safety part, um, but then also to be more productive than ever. And that's where we're seeing some interest in this this occupancy tracking, especially if you're a medium-sized retailer that might have a couple of locations in a city, and as you say, they might shut down a couple. But the occupancy tracking can tell you, you know, that the store on Fifth Avenue is, you know, is busy and overloaded and there's a bunch of people working, but the one over on 7th, you know, there's no waiting, and the store is at half occupancy. And so you can even route people over there and say, run on over to 7th, and you can get in right now. That gets fuller, you know, fuller, <laughs> more full, more efficient utilization uh, of the retail space. And retailers are super um, uh, sensitive right now about, you know, square foot yield and, and efficiency and utilization of their, their spaces. So if you can contribute to their business success as well as security, health, and safety, um, you really get their attention. Uh, you really get their attention now. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to ask you next. Next, and that's uh, you hit it. Um, you know, how, how I'm curious how the sales conversation may have evolved 
in the past few months as integrators take something to market and say, I can help you with this. Are you guys helping systems integrators with that conversation? Say, hey, this solution has this capability. You can take this to the marketplace, explain to your end user customer. Are, are you seeing a lot of that or is, or is that just a natural progression to... No, we are, we are seeing a lot of that. Also, because things are changing so fast that, that as you know, one of our integrators in, in one area is talking to a customer and they're learning and hearing and they're feeding that back to us, we can then share that over in, you know, in other areas, you know, other geographies um, you know, that aren't theirs, uh, and, and, uh, and others can have that opportunity. So when you find something that resonates with you know, a retailer, just to stay with that, uh, with that example, you know, the things that resonate with them is you can improve the confidence in your health and safety of both your customers and your employees by having this, this occupancy tracking. You can improve the, the economics of the stores by being able to route people among stores, um, as well as the customer service, because customers love it if they say you, you don't have to wait if you walk, you know, walk a few blocks over here. Um, and then by pricing it with the subscription pricing, um, and, and of course we make it so you can do it either way. The dealer can propose it either as a system price, um, and because some customers like to buy it that way, or if that's just you know big, too big a hurdle, they can propose it as a subscription price. And and by then you're really into a conversation with a customer. Now that you've talked to them about health and safety, about improving economics, and about pricing that can work either way. Um, and and most of the dealers you know that we work with, if that's the most of what they want, is they're now in a conversation with the customer. And and if those things don't fit. The customer at least understands that they're trying to help them solve their problems, and then they can say, is it readers, is it IDs, is it upgrading your access controller or something else? You mentioned SaaS um, security as a service earlier in our conversation. I'm curious how what you see is going to need to change at an integrator's shop. Are there new skill sets, or is there an emphasis on a different kind of skill set now, coming, you know, moving forward, um, that maybe is going to be emphasized more in order to, you know, remain relevant to your your end customer? Yes, uh, um, and and a number of our, our dealers, uh, you know, are absolutely on top of it. What what's different is. Um, you, you can actually engage with your customer more often, in fact, almost, almost you know, perpetually, because um, you know, the way our platform is set up, the dealer administers it, and, and, and they're the intermediary for it, you know, the, the, the administration and management of the system for the customer. And so the dealer can be remotely interacting with them all the time instead of only when they do a truck roll. Uh, and so they can offer them, you know, upgrades and upsells and additional capability, you know, even remotely. And then you know, they can make sure the truck rolls are very efficient, that they're getting, you know, maximum bang for the buck when they're out there and they're actually doing something physical with the system. Um, but the dealer does have to kind of get used to that, that, that their selling opportunity and their upsell opportunity isn't only associated with, you know, when they're on site and, and when they're in front of the customer, they can be doing both. And they can be building that relationship on, uh, on an ongoing basis so it does take um, a little little bit of difference but you know but fundamentally the system is the same and then the physical infrastructure part of it you know the readers and, and the controllers uh, are, are uh, 
uh, are the same ones that are managed by an on-prem system. So it's familiar. Um, if you want to just manage it familiar, you know that's great. But if you really want to optimize it, you'll you take advantage of uh, of that uh, that remote relationship with customer as well. Just real quick, you know, some of these different types of technologies, video surveillance, access control. Is there a particular emphasis right now? I mean, I, I can't tell how many access control press releases I see right now or, or temperature, you know, <laughs> thermal cameras and stuff right now. You know, what is, actually, right. what is actually being installed right now? What is being purchased? So um, the, the answer is a, a lot of experimentation is going on, as, yeah, as, as yeah. I think you, you know, is, is a lot of people are buying something and trying it. And, uh, and, and, and some of it isn't, isn't so great. I mean, we've experimented with some of the thermal cameras and such and, and, and really been dissatisfied by the, the, the um, repeatability of the, the solutions and devices. So we haven't brought any, uh, uh, any to market or, or, or endorsed any. Um, uh, but I think everybody is, is experimenting. Uh, you know, as I said, you can just with the metadata that's coming out of you know your access and video systems, you can provide things like the contact tracking app that I was talking about that that give them some benefits right up front, build that trust, and then you can you know bring something to them as long as you've tested it and make sure it works. Um, you know, the, 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 the danger is if people just start saying, oh, this is kind of cool, I'm going to go take a fuller camera and stick it on, you know, up here, uh, you know, and charge you, you know, a few thousand dollars, and, and it really doesn't do what the customer wants, you know, that's going to really slow things down. So you just have to be careful that, that you're doing the testing part um, and, and make sure you're convinced that it's a real value-add solution to the customer. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and then it's a win-win. And like I said, a lot of those value adds you can bring just from the data that the system is generating itself already. So, Steve, I hope you can be frank with me on, on this next one. Um, just kind of segueing to really right off of what, what you were just mentioning about. There's just so much redundancy out there right now. People doing just a lot of testing and throwing stuff on the wall and see if it sticks. But yeah. for the most part, are security manufacturers rising to this occasion? And even integrators, there's, you know, naturally, there's going to be a lot of marketing hyperbole. There's going to be some bogus equipment. But in your view, how is the industry doing overall getting facilities occupied safely right now? You know, I don't think you can generalize across the the industry on the manufacturer side. There's 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 a whole range. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's there's big mega corporations, and they're driven by numbers. Uh, you know, and and, and that's that. Um, you know, we're we're a, a pretty small company. We're focused on this. You know, we've got 300 people. We all know each other. We all know our dealers, and uh, and and if we don't treat everybody, you know, with respect, we don't have a business. Um, and, and there's many like that. So to be clear, there's, there's, a, you know, there's a number of, uh, manufacturers that are really trying hard, uh, to, you know, to, uh, to you know, be open and, uh, and test things, but also be honest about the testing, you know, like we did with our contact tracking app for velocity, put it out there for free, um, cause it didn't cost us anything to build it. So, so, you know, why not do that? The dealers on the whole that we've dealt with, I think, um, are, are, are more like, you know, small businesses like us that, that they really are trying to do the right thing for their customers. You know, they know that if, uh, if they take advantage in the short term, that, um, that's not going to serve them in the long term. And especially when customers are hurting, uh, you've got to be extra vigilant. 
ones and make sure you're taking care of them. And the vast majority of the dealers um, that, that, that we work with are uh, taking exactly that approach. Some are overwhelmed, you know, because you've got their own financial problems and, and keeping their people, uh, you know, engaged and employed and everything is, is hard and stressful. Um, and, and so I'm sure, you know, sometimes you're going to uh, uh, do something that wouldn't be perfect. But most of the ones we deal with are, are really trying extraordinarily hard to, uh, to serve their customers. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, just real quick, in a really trying to grasp what is taking place with the dealer in integration, integration channel right now. Um, I'm not asking you to say how many companies have you seen go out of business or anything like that. But for... You know, the folks listening right now, can you give us a sense of what you're seeing in the marketplace? A lot of them are surviving. A lot of them are, 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 are still relevant with their end customers. Can you just kind of give us your description of the pulse of the, of the channel right now? We, we've actually been amazed at how many are, um, are either doing okay or are in you know, great pain, but are, but are hanging in there and, uh, you know, keeping their employees and, and keeping, you know, their customers sometimes, you know, working without pay in order to do it. But for the most part, um, we've actually been really surprised at, at how many are, uh, are able to, you know, stay in there and, and stay in place even if they can't get access. You know, some major customers have said, you know what, we're just not going to deploy anything until next year. And you know, and the dealers are dealing with that and, and figuring out how to um, how to find other business elsewhere and and still be there to, to serve their customers. So, um, you know, certainly there have been some that uh, that have had to go out of business, but uh, we've actually been been surprised at the resilience of the industry. I'd be kind of interested to hear what, what you're hearing. You talk to a lot of you know dealers in the industry. Do you feel like people are are, are still making it through, or uh, are you hearing? Uh, more that aren't. No, very similar. Very similar. Um, you know, there's some well-named companies out there, integrators and dealers that have had furloughs. They've had to lay people mm-hmm. off. Um, you know, if it's just a lot of what you just said, uh, in listening to you describe it, it's um, it's it's very similar to to what we're hearing with uh, during our course of reporting. All you know, all this stuff going on with, with, with the pandemic absolutely listen what let's kind of wanted to finish with just sort of you as a as a business leader and, and you steering this ship um you know the new normal who who knows what that's going to be but can you kind of let us into your sphere and what are you seeing as far as you know, next year or maybe even five years down down the road, do you, do you have a sense yet? Have you been able to take a breath yet and figure out, wow, we got to pivot this way because dot dot dot. Yeah, so I think I kind of uh, touched on it, but it's it's, it's a great question. Um, you know, first uh, we are always very conservative about our projections uh, of the future because we want to be on solid ground. And so, you know, I do think we are going to be in, in for economically really tough times, you know, with, with however tens of millions of people unemployed, you know, that's going to ripple through and, and affect things. And, and who knows what's going to happen with schools and transportation and hotels and, and, and retailers, as, as you mentioned. So we, we aren't, uh, um, uh, you know, glib about the, the environment. 
That said, because access control systems and video systems are installed in their infrastructure there, and because they can contribute to health and safety as well as security, and because you can add a lot of value with 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 software, uh, uh, fundamentally, and 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 a, you know a couple of uh, peripheral tweaks, um, I think there's real opportunities for you know dealers and manufacturers that really think about what's needed. Uh, for the you know the customers in the new environment, I think you're going to see a lot more recurring revenues because you know people aren't going to have cash to shell out, uh, and you're going to see wow we've got this system how can we leverage it uh, you know using the data and using the metadata to uh, make our economics as well as our you know employee security and health and safety better. So I think there's actually an okay and possibly even quite good opportunity um, in, uh, you know, in security, uh, um, you know, even given the context of uh, of what I think is going to be a a really rough economic environment that we're in. But I think people who, you know, think about it carefully, get close to their customers, listen to what they need, there is technology uh, to provide really cost-effective solutions to a lot of the things that people are looking for and are going to be looking for. Identif CEO Steve Humphreys. Thank you.